many people have been asking me, how do I get my podcast up and running that quickly? Well, the secret is Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It can also help you to distribute a podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make money from a podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. If you're interested, find out more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the Adrian Tan Show. This is my podcast where I have deep conversations with the people who are enabling organizations to become ready for the future of work. My guests include the mindfulness coach, the folks behind Singapore's most popular investment app and many more. They all have one thing in common and that is to help level up your organizations through your people. My guest today is Vinay Johar. He is the CEO and founder at R Chili. He is a serial entrepreneur and R Chili is his third venture. He wanted to create products or services with minimum liabilities and minimum resources and sell them globally to companies. While researching for his core product, he found that companies are selling a resume puzzle as a luxurious product. This was the turning point that motivated Vinay to enter the HR tech space with resume extraction as a commodity and make it affordable. With the right niche and technology, Archili is now the most trusted partner for parsing, matching and data enrichment for global recruiting platforms. At present, it is serving 1,600 plus customers in more than 33 countries across the globe. Where a traditional recruitment process takes 45 days to close a job, Archili is working on a mission to help recruiters to close it in less than 3 to 4 hours. Okay, Vinay, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Could you start off by helping us understand a bit of what you do? Sure. Good to meet you, Edwin. About Archili, so we are the most trusted partner for providing parsing, matching, and data enrichment for global uh, recruiting industry. And uh, if if not, like uh, normally people ask me, what, what exactly is the benefit for the organization? And we say we have uh, evaluated that candidate experience goes up by 85% and productivity of recruiter goes up by 72%. So that's a remarkable benefit what we brings to the, any, any organization globally. Okay. And b- basically, could you help us to understand a bit more? So what exactly would Archili do for, for someone that have never heard of your company before? Sure. So Archili is an AI and uh, machine learning plugin company. We build our own AI modules for recruitment industry. And we are the guys who, if you go to the, any any portal, uh, any enterprise portal where you see automatically uh, resumes get uploaded or the matching algorithm which is run, says those are the some plugins we build for uh, recruitment industry. And uh, that's the scale, that that's an AI plugin we specialize in. Apart from them, we do have a lot of other modules like we have enrichment data sets we have our, our own. Then we have a marketplace available for uh, any CRM application if they want to launch their marketplace. We are the one who can bid for them quickly. I see. So uh, are there a lot of competition in the market right now doing the same thing? Not much. Maybe approximately four or five companies globally whom we see across or almost on every proposal going on, but nothing much specifically. The... The challenge, the entry barrier here is building that AI piece, which can, which is able to work on multi-languages and the different formats which is coming up. Uh, you can imagine it's all resumes or jobs, which every th- everybody thinks they are all structured, but in real, every format is a different format. 
So achieving that whole AI plugin is not an easy task. And that's where that is the biggest entry barrier right now, uh, technologically. So it is a uh, way back, almost 10 years back. I was in India and uh, we were figuring out what exactly we should be building up. And that was my transition period. I was taking exit from my previous company. And uh, before we started, I said, what, what exactly we should do? We find this particular, that is our strength, AI and machine learning, since that is my forte since almost now 20 years now. So we thought, why not we start building something here? We find it's a very big market available. Uh, my competitor at that time, they were priced almost 150000 or $200,000 per year pricing with the multi-year contracts, which, were, which makes it not an affordable module for any new companies coming in. So we figure out a market, we, we set it up a price band, and then we start building a technology. Luckily, we were able to build the technology, we set up the price band, and uh, then we scaled. Like we started from India, where we scaled, then I moved to US, then we entered into Europe. Uh, then now it is a global market where we sell. So my major motivation was that was a, it was a luxury modules which were available that time, uh, which was $100,000, $250,000 a year. I have to bring back a pricing which has become affordable and make it commodity for the market. And that's where we enter into uh, this whole arena. Yes, uh, I'm in US right now, in California. Right. So, well, thanks for, again, <laughs> making time for this call. Then I believe the time difference must be quite a shock right now for you. Well, yeah, that, that's what we all opted for. Like, we work in global time zone. We, you know, somebody asked me, like, uh, which time zone you work? I said, it's a global time zone. I don't mind it. We are here for working for the clients and uh, that to global industry. And uh, we can't stop till we achieve the goal. Bring us back to the early days of starting this company. I'm quite certain for something that is quite on a leading edge, it must be pretty tough to convince organization to give it a try. And this is something that we're talking about years ago, unlike today where... Everywhere you turn, people will be throwing things like AI, machine learning into the mix or into the flyer. How was it different for you during your early days? So early days, I remember almost nine years back uh, when we were selling, people were not adapt to these SaaS technologies like cloud-based offering. And we were the first one to start offering this cloud-based. And uh, it was a little bit reluctance from that side. So we launched our on-premise model and even that has a reluctance because people don't trust that AI can work. I'm talking as nine years back thing. But slowly when they start trying it out, when they when we even we offered few clients that, okay, why not you start doing a two-month pilot project with us so that you can see the technology works. And after that, we got a two anchor customers and those were the like biggest assets for us even today. And we never stopped afterwards. Cloud-based was adopted. We do have a still we do have a on-premise model which a lot of enterprises uses it. That is courtesy GDPR because GDPR compliance needed it, and we are still offering that one. But if I compare my nine years and today, adaptability is much higher now. People are trusting. People know the technology works. It has much better sales cycles if, if I count that way. And in comparison to nine years back. And secondly, the computing power has gone up. I remember nine years back, we don't have that high performance computers, which is available today. GPUs are much easily accessible right now. Those times it was not, GPUs were not available. So processing was a little slower and uh, very expensive. So today GPUs are much high performance machines and much cost efficient too. And 
under current context, who would be most suitable to try out your company products? Do you have a specific persona that would be your sweet spot? Yes, we do target to uh, VP Talent Systems or uh, CHRO in enterprises. And they can uh, approach us and we can we have uh, now pre-built plugins for ERP systems like PeopleSoft or Workday or uh, SuccessFactor. Or even if they're not using any of them, uh, still we can work with them and uh, build up a very quick POC so that the system can try it out. It's not very... Now, my technology team has built up plugins or the way to integrate in such a quick way that anything within 30, 30 minutes to one day, depending on how much complex integration is, we can build up a POC and you can test it out. So it is much easier. CHRO can approach us and uh, that's it. That's what we need. One call and everything is done. On the flip side, who do you think would not be suitable to try Archily? That's a tough question. I, I am a firm believer everybody should get benefit of this technology. But people who still think uh, manual process is better, people who still thinks we are good what we are doing, or people who thinks change is a curse. These are the people we don't want to talk. I'm a very progressive guy. I'm a very progressive person. I have worked with the construction companies too. I've worked with IT companies too. I've worked with media companies, education companies, healthcare, pharmas, construction company, locomotive company. So people where we find it out, they're more progressive. They want to see a change. They want to bring experience to their recruiters. They want to increase the like uh, performance of the recruiters. Of course, they are, these are the guys we are looking for. Right. And, and let's look at the past few months. I'm very certain, just like us over in Singapore, you have been pretty affected by COVID. Well, hell, in fact, I, I believe everyone will be quite mm-hmm. badly affected. So over the past few months, with all these changes, all these uncontrollable factors coming into play, what's the biggest surprise that you have seen in relation to what Archili is trying to achieve? Biggest surprise, like, uh, yes, I agree. We Even we got affected by uh, COVID when it started in February or mid of March. But I find my team was able to pivot very quickly. We were able to set up our focus very quickly. And uh, one biggest asset we find after, like, if I talk about April onwards, is people are approachable now. They 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 see that technology works. And since everybody's working from home, most of them get them. You approach them, they talk to you, and they try your technologies. They're open because they're getting earlier, They let us say they're getting X number of applications per job posting. Suddenly, they're getting almost 3X ap- applications. It is not possible for them to manage manually. And that change in belief system is happening for enterprises. Secondly, it is the first time people have seen that is a globally unemployment rate is going up, which is, we, we can rely, we can see through that. So automation, like for them, it is a cost cutting and they believe AI is the one tool which can help them to do a cost cutting. That's a two belief system, which I'm seeing is changing very rapidly globally. Talk to the people in Europe, even in US, even in uh, Australia or even in India or even in Singapore. This two belief system is very predominant right now. Yes, I've been seeing this very much over in my side of the world as well. It has been much far easier to speak with people. And of course, people are so accustomed to Zooming right right now. And it really makes the conversation much easier. And also, I guess the fact that many companies that I have been speaking with, they 
have a tendency to bring forward whatever transformation plan that they have in mind because they just do not know how long this whole pandemic situation would last. So something that they may have budgeted and catered for next year, they just want to accelerate it because the on-premise solution doesn't work at all anymore. That's so, but but back to your company. I when I first, I must admit, when I first got to know about Archily, I have a huge trouble trying to put you guys into any of my pre-existing silos because you mm. guys cover quite a fair bit of things. And mm. I'm very certain if I have that impression, many people would have as well. So mm. I'd like to take this opportunity to perhaps give you the, let you help us or help the audience clear up some of the common misconception about Archili. Yes, when I like before this COVID, when I travel and when we talk to the people, they think, uh, "Oh, I don't need you." Reason being, my I have an ATS, which is I'm not taking a name here, but those ATS we have it, or those ERP systems we have it, and they have everything. Slowly, they realized uh, it is not something those guys have. They are just extracting like contact information. That's it. Whereas today, the data extraction has gone manifold. That's a one which uh, we find it out there. Second, uh, a lot of people doesn't, doesn't know that these type of technology exist. And they said, okay, is there any person sitting behind you who's going to do that all, all concepts, those data entries? And then I tell them that I'm today I'm doing almost six five billion documents a year, which is not done by manually, it is done by technology. And uh, that's where it is uh, uh, myths changes. Uh, third myth, which is uh, people normally comes to me and uh, they, when they talk to us, oh man, it is, takes too much time to integrate. It is uh, not a something technology which we want to spend on and, or it may be very expensive. So we tell them, man, it, it is like integration is hardly less than one day, depending on what complexity you have. Normally it takes 15 to 20 minutes, not much. And pricing is not something uh, which is very, you're going to pay me millions of dollars. It is very affordable right now. Um, it is uh, pay-as-use-go, and you can go ahead on online and buy it. Uh, third misconception, which we recently uh, changed through our technology, was, oh, I need to access of my IT companies, my technology companies, technology team to work with you, and they have to work hard. So now we have uh, modules where you can integrate Archery at the project manager level. You don't need to bring your technology team. You just need to know your uh, database formats and all that stuff. And at a project manager level, you can integrate. So these are the four uh, primary misconceptions which we keep hearing. And we're trying to change them with the time. And uh, hopefully, people will start learning us more about us. They start contacting us. They start joining our sessions and uh, they will love it. They, they will love it. So w- when I first got to know about Archili, I also understand that your use case would primarily be in recruitment, which makes sense because there's just so much unstructured documents that has to be laid out in a structured manner for the system to better understand and for a system or for the user better to search out for it. But I also do understand along the way, I came to realize that you guys are also doing or applying your technology into other areas as well. Like for, okay. ex- for example, for sales function and all that. Could, could you elaborate a bit on that? Sure. So uh, similar technology, we have experimented, I think 2019 start that, okay, can we fit in this technology instead of recruitment to uh, non-HR functions? So CRM or sales functions was the prime, like when we test it out and it works seamlessly. And we used uh, integration platforms like Zapier or uh, Microsoft Flow to connect to different CRM applications. 
And we find it out, people have freelance recruiters uses us. That's a one, still in HR. But people belongs to like uh, insurance guys or people selling insurances or people selling investment things or people selling uh, real estates. They are the biggest assets for us. They, they are the biggest consumer for those tools. They not they don't need a complete profile of a person, but at least they need to know the contact information. They need to know the profile of the person, what LinkedIn handle says, what is the job title this person has, uh, what is the salary benchmark this person might be making. So they are the guys, uh, they are using maximum of my enrichment data sets and along with the all the contact information, other information is coming in. So we experimented in 2019 and it's a big hit for us. So we have siphoned off as a separate company. It's not under brand of Archily, but we do serve to a lot of sales modules where CRM engines like Salesforce, HubSpot, or Pipedrive, that they're the primary things which people are using. Even recently, we integrated with Microsoft Dynamics CRM, and that was a big integration for us. We learned a lot while integrating that one, but that is not an HR function. It is for specifically for CRM applications. And would there be any other use cases you have in mind right now that you're exploring? Uh, yes. So we are also working with the post-recruitment space too, using our same technology. I'm not sharing right now, but that's a one new product you will see maybe down the line seven, eight months. We are pitching the same technology, but it is specifically building the whole knowledge base post-recruitment. Like a candidate has spent or that uh, employee has spent say around a few years in a company Somebody need to know what exactly new skills he has or what is the new profile he is right now working on. So that is something which we are building right now, uh, which will take us to from uh, pre-hiring space to post-hiring space very quickly. In your current role, what is the biggest challenge you are facing right now and how are you working to overcome it? As a CEO of a company, always which comes to me is uh, growth. So when COVID hit, I was most worried, like, okay, can we meet our targets, revenue targets or numbers, uh, what we have planned for. But luckily, after two months, uh, when system team picked it up and um, new benefits coming in, new clients start coming to us, it looked like, looked to me that, yes, we are still on target. Now, the next target coming in is, is everybody is working from home. That's a current challenge which we have. So it is the biggest challenge, how we keep them motivated, how we keep them engaged, how we keep them focused. Because when COVID started, outside world, everybody was in lockdown, right? And the people are working from home. So there was very less distractions. But sitting now, when unlock is happening, but people are still working from home. So outside distractions are much higher. Your TVs are back. Your movies are back. Your outside enjoyment is also back. So how you cope up with that distractions and your focus on the work, your family permissions is changing, your whole uh, system is running. That's a, one of the biggest challenges which we are, not only me, when I talk to any entrepreneur forum, we are all facing that whole system. Second is we are facing is another one is we want to now scale. Earlier, it was much easier. We go to trade shows in those countries. Let us say I want to sell it in France. So I can go there and sell. So now I'm held up. I can't go to France. I can't go to uh, Belgium. I can't go to uh, Germany. Right. So now I'm held up into that whole system. So uh, I mean, I'm learning how to sell remotely to these geographies where earlier it was uh, all going to trade shows in touch, in person, selling them. So honestly, I am still confused here and still trying to figure it out. What, what is the next next option we can get it out? That's the two biggest challenge as a CEO, which I'm seeing. Rest is all good. And the uh, people team has uh, recovered very quickly. 
and very beautifully. That is good to hear. I'm very certain every one of us are also facing similar situation in trying to make sense of how to operate with the best of our ability, with the best of our efficiency in this uh, very unique situation right now. But good to know that you are taking it head on and trying to make sense out of it. So in terms of the things that you have to keep track of, how do, do you do you practice a lot of operating a lot of hours on learning to stay on top of things? Yes, that's our, our organization culture. Learning, we spend approximately around 18 to 20% on learning, not only mine, but everywhere. Every team member has like trainers or coaches. Even I have a coaches. Uh, who coach me how to do it, how to manage the situations. So coming to your question, yes, learning is very important. Even today, yes, I'm undergoing trainings, different, different trainings. Specifically, when I'm thinking about how to manage that whole, when, I, when I'm going from like single digit millions to double digit millions, right? So what are the whole mindset shift is happening? How the organization management is going to happen? That's the second. Second, we are learn. I'm learning is uh, we are hiring now people globally. Of course, they are all working from home, and uh, these are this is the big cultural shift has happening. We have a people now almost around seven different countries working in Ashali, and uh, trying to figure it out. Okay, how they combine on one single platform, how they coordinate with each other, and we are all learning on that. That's another system, and we have a cultural uh, coach in a company. And she's working with us to uh, help us to understand, okay, this guy is coming from this country. That's their culture, right? Don't get offended when they say these words. I'm, I'm sure since you manage international businesses, uh, everybody understands it. Everybody has a different word selection. Everybody has a different cultures going on. And we all work on that. For yourself, what would be your proudest moment in the history of our Chile? As of now or in future? Uh, right now. Okay. Sometimes when I go to a market and specifically, I remember two weeks back, I was one of the college, MBA college, B-School college in India. They called me for a talk and I was sharing with them, okay, do you know that these two big software giants companies, which global people knows them, they have offices in almost around 100 plus countries. And when they tell them that, okay, these are companies are using us, we help them to use my plugins for them. And uh, when I give them a list of almost five different Fortune 500, Fortune 10 companies, rather, that they're using us, and that was a proud moment for me, and that was a relaxing moment for me. That Yes, that's a dream we started with, that one day Fortune companies will be using us, and today they are, when people come back to me. That's a one. Second very proudest moment comes to me is when we got this award recently, India's Achiever Award, and I was so happy that, okay, after so many years of efforts, at least now we got recognized that, yes, we are doing something good job. And India especially recognizes us that, okay, being in India, going global is, yes, what we have achieved so far. And on the flip side, has any failure or apparent failure set you up for later success? Yes, failures are always part of our business. Uh, so I always say that we did some mistakes and we corrected them and then we did do something new mistakes, right? Yes, a few new skill sets we learned recently in the last two or three years. I wish we could have learned almost five years back or seven years back. We could have had a different situation, different status. 
Second, during this COVID or even even pre-COVID, we have started building our new belief systems in Archili. Uh, take one very good example is initially we were not able to hire uh, anybody outside the company. We wish that person should start coming to the office, and only then we can hire you, either in US office or either in Toronto office or either in India office. But now we are at at a stage where we said, okay, we don't want them to be in office. We we want them to be connected us with the Zoom, and that's new belief system came in. And those those are the few mistakes we did long back, and uh, now we are correcting it. That uh, talent is available globally. Only thing is we have to go and talk to them and bring them in, right? And uh, you have to open your mindset that they can work from remotely. They don't need to be in your office for them to monitor them and performance. That's the thing. Third, I don't say it's a mistake, but it is a little bit uh, delayed. We planned it long back, like going closer to the customer. In U.S. office when we opened, it was the intent was going staying closer to the customer. And um, now we are opening office in Toronto for East Coast, and even now going forward from uh, Singapore side or uh, New Zealand or uh, Australia side, is again staying close to the customer. That's the whole intent. This is we learned a little late. We could have learned it out uh, long back, and we should have started that way. But anyways, we are still on track, right? We are not losing that track. Yeah, definitely. I mean, better late than never, as people yeah. always say, and. What what would be your key focus over the next twelve months? The key focus is like we have an awesome technology, which is now available in almost around forty plus languages. Going in a regional languages, that is the one thing which we are doing. So that uh, few enterprises which work only with the regional languages, though they should be one who will be getting us. That's the one primarily focus. Second, I already share you that new modules which we are building, which will take us to post hire instead of pre hire. that is the another setup we are coming up so that's the two primary focus on our technology side from sales side yes we have learned little bit how to sell over the zoom without meeting them without going to the trade shows or conferences now we are trying to figure it out uh, how we can sell to those geographies where we can't travel today and uh, they have a culture not buying from remote they want to buy from local people so we are learning how we can reach out to them and uh, do it that's next my 12 months as a ceo sales side and a technology side so for people who are interested to learn more about archily and what you do could you let them know where could they go to so sure two places i'm easily able uh, you will be able to find me out one was a website archily that is www.archil li.com or you can write a email to me that is vinay that is the v at the rate r c h i l l i dot com you can write me or visit the website we are always always available to you and uh, let us know and uh, we'll be very eager to schedule a call with you and uh, we'll be talking soon we we don't take so long to call you back you fill up a form and uh, less than 12 hours we'll be calling you Good to know that. All this will be added into the show notes. Thank you so much, Vinay, for your time. Anything else that you like to share, which I may not have covered? Ah, uh, sure. So one thing which I want to share to everybody is normally people uh, when I meet a customer and uh, I hear these recruiters or enterprises, everybody says, "Oh, we need more candidates. We need more candidates. Can you source candidates for me?" And I always ask them, "What is your exit rate of your job application page on your website?" and you will be astonished currently the people who are using a old set of technologies or previous technologies 
they still struggle. They, their exit rate is almost 93, 94%. Means people want to apply for a job, but they see a long form, so they don't see a simple process. So what they do is they go to the job boards or they go to the staffing companies. And that's how the resume come back to them. Uh, so that myth has to change. That's the older stuff. New new technology is you need to give a, a candidate a better experience. You, do, you cannot help him out to ask him to fill up a long, long forms. You ha- He has only five or 10 seconds of attention. Not earlier it was 10 minutes. You have to capture him in five to 10 seconds. If you can't, there's no fun um, inviting him, spending so much money on your website. Let him buy a resumes from a job board. But very few companies really want to spend that thing. They, they want to focus on candidate experience so that that candidate who's coming to their website for applying for a job, they should apply. And system should automatically sort them and the recruiter can call them in less than 10, 15 minutes. See how fast recruitment you can do it. That's a change which we are trying to bring to this enterprise world. Thank you so much and appreciate all the things that you're doing to help candidates get their job faster and to help employers find a dream candidate much faster as well. Thank you so much, Vinay. Thanks for your time today. Thank you, Edwin. Thank you very much and appreciate your call. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You can refer to the show notes for links to more information about our guests and their businesses. If you enjoyed this podcast, it will be helpful to give a review on iTunes or follow me on Spotify. If you're using Overcast, please hit the star button under the episode. That will help get this podcast and the episodes out to more people who may find it useful. I will see you in the next episode of The Adrian Tan Show.